Hello everyone, my name is Jordan and welcome to the Fandom Optimists. This is the show where we love stories and we love when they bring us together. This week in fandom, there's another episode of She-Hulk out and here to talk about it with me is my good friend Blue. Blue, how, how are you doing today? You, you just did the uh, vocal effect that moms do. Which... Like, <laughs> well, because like moms will do this thing where they'll like... I can't believe you that you would you would do this to your own mother. And then the phone rings and they'll be like, "Hi, how's it going?" <laughs> I completely shifted my whole thing. Yeah, but, yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I've got that. I've got that podcast voice going. As soon as the podcast is active, I change my whole <laughs> demeanor. Um, dear listener, I I have had my uh, fourth um, uh, COVID vaccine dosage i'm i'm dying <laughs> this is brutal blue i didn't just feel that i, I just, blue like, just woke up <laughs> so he's exhausted this is gonna be a fun episode uh so this week we're we're talking about all of she hulk so far which is full spoilers for the first five episodes of she hulk um yeah, what what are you thinking of She Hulk? What do you? How do you feel? Uh, it's great. I love it. I I said that um, when I heard that She Hulk was going to be a thing, one of the main things I wanted was that I wanted it to be a law procedural, um, mm-hmm. not just another superhero show. And I got my wish. Like there are fight scenes, but it's mostly been focused on. Uh, the legal system of superheroes. Yeah, I, it's a lot of fun the way they do that. I'm having a blast with She-Hulk. Um, this is, I mean, I say it every time a show comes out, but it's their best one. I'm like, I'm having, I'm having a lot of fun. This is their best yeah. show, but I say that every time one of these comes out because I love everything. Um, uh, and it's it's created some of... Um, uh, some of my favorite moments in the MCU so far. Mm-hmm. Fucking what's what's her name? Uh, Madison. Madison <laughs> with two M's, one Y, but it's not where you think. Oh my God, I I hate that, but I also love it. <laughs> um, oh, I'm so happy with Madison. She's so good. Yeah, uh, her uh, the way that they handled uh, Emil Blonsky. <laughs> Um, uh, the Wrecking Crew. They the did the Wrecking Crew. crew. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, which is probably everyone, because uh, <laughs> I don't think I've ever brought it up before, um, the Wrecking Crew is like my favorite D tier uh, Marvel <laughs> team. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> so I, I've, I've been anxiously awaiting their appearance in the MCU. Um. And it took me a second um, when I saw uh, who I assume is Bulldozer uh, show. I realized it was him with the glowing effect on the yeah. helmet. Yeah. Um, but then as soon as... Uh, and then when the second guy, who I guess is Piledriver, showed up, I didn't know that that was him either. But when Wrecker came out with the crowbar, I was like, holy fuck, it's the Wrecking Crow! It's the goddamn Wrecking Crow! <laughs> Oh, that's fun, dude. That and they were they were fun with their little part. Um, 
I also love in that scene of Jen panicking and freaking out. Then she goes, oh, wait. <laughs> she just hulks out and throws him around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she, she immediately defaulted to the normal uh, woman's reaction of being accosted uh, uh, at night um, by a group of dangerous men. And then she went, oh, wait, I don't need to, yep. I don't need to panic. Um, that was cool. She-Hulk is awesome. Uh, Tatiana Mislani is awesome. The The effect that I get from um, She-Hulk realizing she doesn't need to be afraid of walking home alone at night mm. is the same effect I got from uh, people realizing that Luke Cage was a bulletproof black man. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. Uh, I just, I really like that Marvel has decided to tackle some of these uh, very serious societal issues by um, matching up characters of demographics with powers that uh, sort of negate a lot of that demographic's worries. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good point. Um, It's a great show. I'm I'm loving it. I loved... um... Blonsky's whole deal and his seven soulmates. Uh, he when he was in abomination form, he almost sounded like fucking Korg. It caught me off guard. He he does sound a little bit like Korg. <laughs> um, but uh, I almost forgot Donnie Blaze. Donnie Blaze. No, Donnie. Yeah, I know. That's, I think that's what I said. I might be asleep. It we'll sounded see. like you said Johnny, but whatever. When I when I listen back through, we will find out if I'm asleep. Um, <laughs> but he, he was a lot of fun. Um, he's a train wreck of a person. Uh, <laughs> that, was, that was great. Um, I love him going. I, I love him going to Wong, and he's like, "Wong, what should I do?" And he's like, "Call my lawyer." <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. Um... Uh, I saw Blind Wave's reaction to that episode, and they were like, "Oh yes, okay, we we understand that it's like a it's like a meta joke, but do you think he's actually related to uh, Johnny Blaze? Because like they're both entertainers, yeah, and he, he's got to show up eventually. Like yeah. Johnny Blaze will show up <laughs> somewhere. Do you do you think that he still?" like matters because he doesn't have the rider anymore what johnny yeah oh i guess that's did he is that what that meant in agents of shield that he like gave it to um robbie reyes yeah he passed the rider on to robbie okay i had been under the impression that that just means there's two of them well they they also showed in agents of shield that robbie has the power to give the rider to other people that's true Eventually, it landed back with Robbie, but it's not like he could just copy the the spirit of vengeance. Yeah, um, that's true. Okay, maybe they'll have it be Robbie gave it back at some point to go live a nice life. I don't know. Yeah, they could do that if they wanted to. If I they mean, really like his... didn't want to bring Robbie, I I would hope they just use Robbie. Robbie's if... main thing was that he wanted to get back at the people who um, fucked up him and his brother. Yeah. And yeah. he has achieved that now. So 
Yeah, so maybe he's and gone like, back and everything else he was dealing with, like the dark hold, that's not an issue anymore. Right, yeah, um, it's gone. The the agents of Shield, they're fine, they're doing their own thing now. So he very well could be like, All right, all my business is taken care of. Let me find that motorcycle fucker and give this ghost back. <laughs> Yeah, that's entirely possible. They might do that. Um, that'd be pretty cool if they were to acknowledge that. And I mean, even if they don't, by the way, it's still canon, dear listener. Even if they don't acknowledge that that's what happened, if they just have Johnny Blaze show up, then you just got to assume that off screen Robbie gave it back to Johnny Blaze. Yeah. Like, you I, I want to I wanna remind people that just because they have not currently mentioned events in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which. They have, by the way, um, like the mouse hole and fucking the Theta Protocol, all that shit like affected the movies. But even even if you ignore all that and are like they haven't recently mentioned anything with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., well, they also haven't mentioned um, uh, the fucking, what's his name, Aratok appearing in the sky. Oh, yeah. Oh God, Arishan. Yeah, Arishan. Thank you. Uh, I, I almost said Ashiok, but that's Imagine the Gathering. <laughs> these past couple weeks, I've yeah, no, playing. no one has mentioned Giant Sky God showing up over London. Um, yeah, they've only just now paid reference to the statue of a celestial in the ocean. Um, yeah, so I, I I need you all to understand that in this world. People are jaded as fuck. There's, (laughs) there's so many superhumans going all over the place. You're not always going to be talking about every fucking one of them. They don't need to talk about, and, and to people who are like, oh, but anything that's not directly referenced, uh, it doesn't make sense. It's like, well, that's not how canon works. The Defenders saved all of New York City apparently, mm-hmm. but you can't say that that's not canon just because the Avengers never mention it, given that both Kingpin and Daredevil are now showing up. Yep. And people are going, oh, it's a variant. Like, I don't <laughs> know. Maybe. Maybe they wind up revealing that it's a variant. It's entirely possible that the next episode of She-Hulk retcons the Netflix series out of existence. That could happen. And you could also if that's what that happens, every... fine. But it hasn't. You could also argue that every movie is a variant universe because in an yeah. infinite multiverse, there would be infinite copies of the same universe. But who right. fucking yeah. cares? That's my favorite thing to do to Iron Man three. Is people is is I'll just say, well, Iron Man three is not canon. They'll be like, but what do you mean? The kid showed up at the funeral and and uh, Trevor Slider is back. I'm like, yeah, the variants. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's not the movie's not canon. I'm sorry, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. I don't like that movie, so it's not canon. It's also because, like, Extremis pops up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and if you guys want to say that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not canon, well, I guess neither is fucking uh, Iron Man 3. Yep. Um, So, I yeah. It's all canon until it isn't. You need explicit proof of a retcon for something to get removed from canon, not, well, no one mentioned that thing happening. It doesn't matter. Yeah, there, there's a difference between a lack of information on your own part 
and conflicting information. Right. And if you get like, conflicting info, like if, if Daredevil shows up in the next episode of She-Hulk and clearly does not know who Karen Page is or they recast and redo an Electra storyline and it's like, oh, we're starting from scratch with Electra, then yes, then the Netflix stuff has been removed. But that hasn't happened yet. Like, if in um, if in Star Wars The Force Awakens, uh, Qui-Gon Jinn showed up and was like, <laughs> it's me, it's everyone's favorite, it's Qui-Gon Jinn, hey, bada-bing. And they were like, oh, Qui-Gon, we love you so much. It's so good that you've never like left us or anything. I'd be like, guys, I don't think that this fits in with the timeline. This, this seems like it's not canon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's about like, it's about lack like, of info versus conflicting info is a great way to put it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yes. So the Agents of Shield stuff happened. Robbie Reyes is out there. Johnny Blaze is out there. Johnny Blaze may or may not have the Ghost Rider, depending on whether or not Robbie Reyes is done with it. The bottom line being, I think we'll see Johnny Blaze at some point. Um. But, uh, God. I, I'm looping back around to Madison because she's so funny. Um, I love the, oh, this is the one where they kill whatever the character's name was. And he goes, you, you just ruined it. And he's legitimate heartbreak from Wong that she spoiled the show he's about to watch. By the way, I've seen a lot of people. I, 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 I warned Blue before we uh, jumped into this episode that this episode would be a whole lot of the internet is stupid. Um, coming from me. The internet is stupid. There's a lot of people who are vehemently upset with this show for spoiling The Sopranos. Like, the show ended, like, 15 years ago. And yeah. and also, it, there's only there's only one category of person who can be upset about this. It's if you just happen to have just recently started watching The Sopranos and you're a little bit into it and this episode spoiled two plot points for you. Yeah, sure. Okay. Most but... most of what I've seen of people are people that uh, are like, well, I might have watched The Sopranos at some point in time in the future. It's like, well, I got right. good news for you. You'll probably forget what he said exactly. by the time you get around to it. Exactly, which uh, it brought it to my mind because just now I was like, she reveals that they kill someone. I can't remember what she said because I don't watch yeah. The Sopranos, so I... It'd be like if I level a big spoiler about the character Tuco in Breaking Bad and you haven't seen Breaking Bad yet. And it's like, yeah, well, in six months when you get around to it, you won't remember that I said Tuco. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, you know. I watched the first season of Breaking Bad and then the first few episodes of season two and I was mm-hmm. like, okay, I get it. And then I stopped. <laughs> And I'm sure that there's going to be some people who snub their nose at me and are like, how, how could you be so, um, uh, 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 what's the word when you're not passionate about something? Um, um, nonchalant. Yeah, sure. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so nonchalant uh, about such high cinema. And I'm going to be like, it's only high cinema for like suburban white dads this is fair enough because i am not far off from being a suburban white dad and i think it's (laughs) yeah like well because because like 
the, the entire thing is, wouldn't it be so insane if, like, a teacher got into the drug business? And it's, mm-hmm. like, for for other, like, races that have had to deal with, like, the drug business mm-hmm. all the time, it's, like, everyone has had some encounter with it. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. it's, it is, it literally, the shock of the show comes from the implication that you are sheltered from this aspect of life. It also comes from the assumption that you are American because this yes. premise does not work in Europe. Yeah. I've, I've, that's my favorite meme ever is, is Walter going, I, I need to sell meth to pay for my cancer treatments. And it shows like Germany says, no, you don't. <laughs> and then it's like, well, I need to leave a lot of money behind for my ch- kids to go to college. He goes, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. That and, the premise um, of the show doesn't work in Europe. <laughs> that and also uh, the the DEA being such a big thing is is only a result of America's bizarre war on drugs. Yep. So yep. Um, it, it is very much you need to be a white uh, middle class American who has not gone through a whole lot of trauma. You are making me very critically analyze why I like Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> to, to find Breaking Bad super interesting. And the problem is, while, while I fit a lot of those, I have gone through a lot of trauma. And I have, right. fortunately, um, had drugs infiltrate my family. So it's like, it, it's just like, the writing is cool and all, right? But mm. the premise is just not enough to grab me because I've unfortunately lived some of this shit. That makes sense. Welcome, dear listener. This is what this is what happens when two people with ADHD try to do a podcast. I feel like every time I start describing my backstory that I'm fucking trauma dumping. (laughs) No, you're good. (laughs) Um anyway to 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 bring this back around um if you're it, there's like 15 of you out there who are rightfully upset that She-Hulk spoiled The Sopranos. Most of you are not. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, and speaking of the internet is dumb, let's go on ahead and just keep rolling with this. Can y'all just stop hating women for a minute, please? <laughs> it's please. so funny <laughs> that, that this show, like a year in advance or whatever, however long production takes accurately predicted Mm -hmm. what the fucking uh comments would be well what's Um, funny is is that they they just lifted the comments from the show's announcement yeah that's right (laughs) um i I forgot about that because literally there there were people there were people who claimed to care so much about these comic book movies and series saying i'm so offended that you that you just made a woman version of the hulk and it's mm-hmm. like, if you like comics, you would know that She-Hulk has been a character since, like, the 80s. And was created by Stan Lee. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, it's just, it's so, and then, okay, the closest thing I've seen to a legitimate criticism, and I, I have gone back and forth about this point, Interesting. is the part about her um, talking about how she handles anger better than Bruce. And, okay, yeah, this is this I, is going to be a fun thing to talk about because I've seen it everywhere. It's all anyone was talking about for like three weeks. I, I've had I've had a realization mm-hmm. about this argument because yes, 
it is silly to tell Bruce, Bruce Banner, one of the most traumatized characters in the MCU yes. uh, or in Marvel, uh, that that her day-to-day struggles as a woman um, are worse than his struggles. Right. Um, right. Comparing your trauma to someone else's, it's always, um, it's it's not, it's never a good idea, right? Yeah. Um, that being said, does she know? Like, does literally anyone know? Has Bruce told them? Like, yeah, that's I'm a sure great point. I'm sure that they might know that, like, his dad killed his mom. Like, that was probably a matter of some public yeah. record. I but... g- we don't even know if that happened in the MCU, because stuff shifts. Not everyone's yeah. backstory is identical to the comics. So that We don't know that. Yeah, but it's like, do they do they know that um, he was there to see it happen? Do they know that his father would, like, beat him? Because the entire point of the Hulk being created as an alternate personality was that Bruce would literally compartmentalize that and just shut down and right. not, not like talk about it. He he would he he's been acting normal since he was a child. Yeah, and and the way that I had seen that scene was that it's not even she's saying my life is worse or my life is harder. It's just that it's like the day-to-day experience of a woman requires a lot of constant anger management. And it's like, so I think I'm probably better off than you were when you were starting off being the Hulk. And it's like, yeah, I I think she's right (laughs) when she she says that. Because, again, that making that comparison, I, I, I take issue with the word usage of I do it infinitely more than you because... Just because someone is not currently in a situation mm. that causes them anger doesn't mean that anger isn't still constantly threatening to overtake you. I can tell you from personal experience, if you've gone through violent trauma, um, it's always there. Buzzing somewhere in the back of your mind. And it takes constant effort to to not snap at people randomly in your day-to-day life, even if you're just at, like, dinner or something. And in a way, he actually did deal with that more frequently than she would deal with being catcalled by men or whatever. Mm. And and I understand that there's always, like she said, the existential dread of just some guy might just get mad and literally murder me. But Bruce also had that from the way his father acted so, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna assume that she doesn't really know a whole lot about what he's been through. That yeah, know, they're cousins, but they maybe were never particularly close. If she doesn't know I, those things, and also Bruce, because he's the Hulk, is gonna be very mild mannered in his reaction to that statement. It's because people keep saying it's like they want him to like, you know, shut her down and be like, listen here's what I've been through. And it's like, no, that's not who he is. He's no. And he's not going to, he's going to let that slide because he's Bruce. And also just because you're close with a family member doesn't mean that you tell them everything, especially if the things that you tell them will upset or potentially harm them. Yeah. He, again, I, I, I feel like I'm, 
painting a picture like I've got the darkest fucking backstory. I don't. <laughs> I, just, but, but when you've gone through a lot of dark shit, it develops your empathy. You you genuinely don't want others to experience this. And experiencing it can even take the form of hearing about it. You quickly learn when you're young that telling others about what you've went through shocks and upsets them. Hmm. And so you start going, oh, so maybe I shouldn't tell people about this. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like you become almost like self-sacrificial, like to the detriment of your own mental health you do not talk about what you went through to protect others. And that's pretty fucking common, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I totally buy that Bruce has just never really talked about it with the rest of his family. And so she was going off uh, in anger about what she's going through. And Bruce just kind of quietly nodded and was like, like I'm sure in his mind he's like I, you really don't <laughs> like, <laughs> but that doesn't mean he needs to say it out loud he doesn't need to invalidate you know her life experience right by trauma dumping on her so right. so I I'm not mad at that scene because it shows two imperfect characters with incomplete amount incomplete amounts of information about the other uh, getting in an argument. Sometimes yeah. people say shit and they're just incorrect. So it's fine. <laughs> like, hmm. um, yeah, I, yeah, I've but, got no real problem with that scene. But other than that, everything, and like I said, I, I've decided that I'm okay with that scene. Um, but it, even with that being like the closest thing to something that I had a problem with, everything else has been spot on. It's been fine. Um, yeah. I, I love that people keep saying all the men in the show are, are, terrible and it's like no some of them are you, but yeah it's, yeah some of them and it's like you know we've met like wong is great pug is great i love pug he's awesome yeah Poog, he's Poogly hazy he's it's great. it's so hard to trust him because he was prometheus on arrow and uh, it, it's like he was terrifying to me as Prometheus and so every time I see him I'm like when are you going to be evil but I don't think he is I think he's really just a a, a nice dude um, I didn't know that so I've just I've just been enjoying him yeah uh, I mean he's awesome the uh, boss is a little shitty but not in like an overtly misogynistic way he's it, just it's, it's not sexist he's just he's a rich just... he's just a rich old white dude level of <laughs> kind of callous. He treats treats everyone like that and that's shown right from uh, when she's in the office sitting with him and he's like, uh, send Bob to Michigan and tell him it's because I know he doesn't like the cold. (laughs) Yeah, it's like he's just rich old white man dickish and that's whatever. Um, And, oh, what was I thinking? Oh, oddly enough, even Blonsky kind of is like I mean he's very respectful to Jen. And yeah. It's like he seems like he's a pretty good dude right now. Yeah. Um so so when I see people um guys uh be like yes. Oh, 
there's so many like terrible men in this show. Why did they fill the show with so many terrible men? And I'm just like, you, you're, you're, you're upset because you're just now understanding the experience that a lot of women go through because yeah. there are a lot of shitty guys out there and somehow me- women act as magnets for them. The us guys, we're completely neutral. Mm-hmm. We might run into one of those guys like once a week, right? Yep. But women run into them five times a day. Mm-hmm. So yes, you. it does seem like a lot for you and for me, but the difference is I was aware that women go through this. You weren't. So now you're shocked and you're angry and you feel like they're painting an inaccurate picture of life when they're not. They're painting a different perspective of life that you weren't aware of. Speaking of just shitty men, my favorite, one of my favorite kind of little real life um, things that they did in She-Hulk was during the dates, all those men were clearly very self-absorbed. Uh, or just weird, like the dude who's asking, like, you know, well, would like vibranium? Would that cut you? I wish I had vibranium so I could test it out. <laughs> it's like that's weird, but the rest of them were like, you know, the the beefy dude being like, you know, I can bench six hundred. I'm not even a superhero. I don't yeah, know. clearly <laughs> ego problem. Yeah, and and then what cracked me up was all of those guys in the courtroom saying that she was the problem. Thing. It's like, yeah, I found her kind of obnoxious and yeah. very pretentious. And it's like, no, man, you were the <laughs> you're the problem here. It's it's a constant. Okay, so there's a Twitter page very true uh, to real follow, life. called uh, Ask Aubrey or Audrey, mm-hmm. something like that. And she is often posting submissions of um, text exchanges between women and men, and. Mm. It is shocking how often a guy will show an explicit interest in a woman. And then as soon as she says no, uh, he's like, whatever, you're a fucking ugly bitch anyway. And, and you're kind of a it's cunt. And, you know, I was never really, I was trying to do you a favor. And it's just like, it's, it's such a transparent, like, lack of um, self-confidence. And uh, it's like that, that you have to gaslight yourself into believing that um you were never interested in this person in order to avoid being hurt yep by the fact that she's not interested in you in the same way yeah it is a shockingly consistent pattern yeah it's um it's an incredible uh display of false machismo and (laughs) how having your head so far up your own ass with masculinity it makes you someone that's insufferable uh to be around and like i know some guys are able to like ignore that because i guess they just don't have that much empathy for women uh so when they see their bros act like complete fucking tools it's like <laughs> you're crazy bro anyway <laughs> and but like for me if I see a guy acting like that, I'm like, you are fucking disturbing for me to physically be around. Yep. Um, I need you to get a life. <laughs> yep. I I need you to get a life. I just spent like 10 hours yesterday playing Persona 5 dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a life. 
yeah, I mean, I'm not harassing women, so. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you count the, uh, the sassy remarks I was making towards, like, uh, Aunt Takamaki, uh, who is a fictional <laughs> character. Uh, that's funny. Um, I, I like the one guy that was, like, came so close to being really cool. And then he wasn't really cool. Uh, the the hot doctor, dude. Um, yeah, he made me sad in both of his scenes. He made me angry. Yeah, like, because you've got a woman with a mode change. Mm-hmm. Do you know how much size play you can get into with that? <laughs> yeah. that you you've literally got two separate versions of height difference. That yeah. you can play around with that shit is like that's a dream because I'm constantly torn between I want tiny mousy girl that I can tower over mm. and I want an absolute Amazon who can pin me against the locker <laughs> <laughs> and and it's like you you have both and not yeah. only do you have but she's a superhero so you never have to worry about her getting fridged um, yes uh I mean, you might, but, uh, but, uh, and she, she's a fucking lawyer who probably makes like six digits. Yeah. Like makes good money. She, she could be, you know, that she is smart, well-educated, driven. It's like, this is, this is the perfect woman. She could be your fucking sugar mama. If that's what you're into. (laughs) It's definitely what I'm into. I would love to be a house husband. And yeah. Um, and, and you're just like, Oh, she has the ability to be She-Hulk or Jen whenever she wants. Gross. I'm a head out. Fuck you. Yeah, that was weird of, of you know, him going on about, yeah, She-Hulk's amazing. We had this um, incredible connection, but Jen is just not my type. And I'm like, it, it very much smacks of Black Cat's reaction to Peter, Peter Parker. Oh, interesting. She she thinks Spider Man is so incredible. He's a big hero and he's super strong and he's got this amazing sense of humor and uh, she she just thinks he's one of the most incredible men she's ever met. But Peter Parker just seems so fucking normal, and <laughs> so she's not interested in that. She literally does not like him if he's not wearing the mask. Interesting. I'd never thought of that. That is interesting. Yeah. So. I will be a fucking hypocrite because uh, Black Cat is one of my favorite characters of all time. Mm. But I'll tell you what, as soon as that uh, doctor um, gets some big old titties and some long flowing white hair and squeezes into a cat suit, uh, I'm going to continue not giving him the same (laughs) leeway that I give to Black Cat. Yeah, that was was very frustrating. I'm sure if anyone pays attention to me, they might go, Blue, aren't you bi? Yeah, but I like women more, so hmm. men have to work a lot harder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, what what else is what else is fun to say about this show? Um, hmm. Mass- I I keep going back to Madison. She's so funny. Uh, that I was the actress say, did so good. Uh, first of all, I hope that. Uh, I hope that her and Wong are dating. <laughs> yeah, that it was fun. Be, that was a fun little scene. 
It could just be like friends hanging out, but um, I don't know. I think she's good for him. Um, yeah, that was that so was should... a, that was a really cute uh, tag where they just hang it out. Uh, so I, I did want to say, I did want to say, um, that the CGI has uh, been improved since the trailers for the show. Yes, which is good. Um, I I was waiting my main reference point because like. Throughout, I've been like, you know, it still looks a little bit cartoony in some areas, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's looking good in others. My main point of reference for whether or not it's been improved since the trailers was the shot where she makes the O face while holding up her phone. Yeah. And we got that. And it does look better. I was yes. like, okay, that's better. Um, it, it looks like they changed the way the light reflects off of her because she looks darker. Um in the show than she did in the trailer, I think. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things where it's like, she was like too bright for the environment. So it looked more cartoony. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not one that puts too much of a stake in graphics. I think if the writing and directing and the acting of a movie is good enough, then my brain will suspend disbelief of the way graphics look. Yeah. Closer. I'm the same way. Um, and I also will never uh, mock the fucking overworked and underpaid VFX artists at, uh, at Marvel. Yeah, fucking with TV. What the fuck, dude? Um, it's it's shocking to me how the internet was lauding him over uh, portraying a gay guy in a pirate show, and then and then the receipts came out of him being transphobic, and it's just like, hmm, okay. <laughs> Um, and then, and then, as if to like respond to the transphobia, it's like, whoa, 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 guys! I may have said some terrible transphobic things, but check out these fucking graphics, right? <laughs> what yeah, losers! Check, check out how bad these borderline slaves are at writing their yeah. <laughs> at writing their code. Um, <laughs> fucking my dorks. god, dude! My god, yeah. that that is the one big you know, blanket criticism that I will accept of the MCU at this point is, is Marvel, you got pay. you gotta stop mistreating these VFX artists and they need to pay their workers. It, and it is showing. Um and and it's like I would forgive some spotty CG in this show if I didn't know why it's spotty. If I didn't know yeah. that it's because these people are being rushed to do things that they can't do with the time and resources they're given. Um, it's it's terrible, and that's why like, they gotta people, stop. Whenever people like tell me that I should separate art and artists, I'm like, it's not that easy. Like you can do it to an extent, but yeah, it depends art, on exactly what's still, going on. And art is still a product of the artists who make it, and if I support that art enough then another art will be made by the same artist. Right. You need to understand that blindly separating art from artists will have real-world effects that will cause these real-world artists to continue doing real-world bad things. Yes. It's why, it's why um, I don't just blindly play I Believe I Can Fly all the time, ignoring that R. Kelly is a rapist. Yep. It's why uh, I... I'm not going to just happily watch uh, Aquaman knowing full well that Amber Heard is a piece of shit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's why I makes struggle. it real hard to rewatch Superman Returns with Kevin Spacey. Yeah, it's why I struggle to drag myself into the theater to watch fucking uh, Thor: uh, Love and Thunder or uh, Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness because I know that some of the top actors in that film are pieces of shit. Yep. And and when people like get mad at me and are like you're letting your real world bias uh, color the way that you interact with this art. It's like, yes, I am. And those people deserve to have me and others like me do that. They don't deserve to make as much on their movie or whatever as they would if they stopped being pieces of shit. Like, yeah, it's it's tough because I basically have a content addiction at this point, and I'm like, I would love to be able to boycott Marvel so that they will start treating their VFX artists better. But, but that's the thing, I don't do. I don't want to boycott Marvel, right? Like Disney, sure, some of their directors and producers and uh, some of their uh, actors and actresses, sure, but I know that there are people that clearly have values that align with mine that work in there they are interested in talking about um the struggles that women go through they are interested in depicting um the rich heritage of african nations and things like the black panther they are interested in talking about uh systemic societal issues uh in things like falcon and the winter soldier and and i know that it's because they are the same people as me who were inspired by Stan Lee. And they're like, if I had the chance to work at Marvel, they're who I would be. But but not everyone there is like that. Again, you've got the fucking corporate sleaziness of Disney behind them, and then you've yep. got the people, you know, mocking the lower on the totem pole workers um, while they reap the uh, the benefits of their labors. It's true capitalism is what it is. And it's fucking yep. sickening. Yep. And I wish that I could do fucking precision strikes against those people, but I can't. <laughs> I can... Yeah, I that can is only... the tough thing. Because if you unilaterally boycott something, you're also hurting good people. Yeah, it's it's the it's the real difficulty. And and it's also different um, having having this kind of like muddied and mixed mindset with Marvel versus something like ACAB because I see people try to use that same argument like but aren't you also taking that attitude against good cops and it's like well here's the thing a VFX artist who works at Marvel um, is at most contributing a small percentage of um, of money to an asshole that's already rich Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if, if you go, I'm sure some cops are good. Uh, you're, you're ignoring that they're still choosing to participate in an industry where they fucking murder innocent civilians and yeah. also, uh, protect, uh, the corporate interests of, uh, criminals. Yes. So it, it, it's, a um, it, mm, it's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm, I don't know why. Like, I just feel the need to cover my bases because I'm just waiting for something I say or do on the internet to 
somehow become enshrined as a testament to my hypocrisy or whatever. It's and inevitable. It's like, <laughs> I, I promise you, I'm doing my best not to be that way. I am mm. trying to apply a consistent logic to my actions and like, but also sometimes I may fuck up. Sorry, I'm human. Uh, <laughs> yep. Um, and oh, and I, I, if I can link that into She-Hulk, I, I think sometimes people need to stop being like, I'm a man and she's a woman and just go, we're human. Um, yeah. Sometimes yeah. women also do human things. You like to <laughs> fuck around. You like to fuck around with your friends and do stupid shit and throw food at each other. She likes to fucking twerk in the office with Megan Stallion. Yeah. Uh, you've sometimes said some that was stupid the nerd- dumbest criticism. <laughs> the dumbest internet thing I've seen is 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 saying, "Oh yeah, look, Marvel's lost their minds. She's twerking with Megan." It's, it's a sitcom, and that is fine. Yeah. I, Even if, did, honestly, if it weren't a sitcom, that'd still be fine. That's just a woman hanging out. Did we, you and I talked about that episode, right? Because I, I distinctly remember saying, what are you, gay? Oh, I think we did. We must have yeah. brought it up at some point somewhere. Yeah, because I was like, I can say that. And then you were like, I can't. And I'm like, well, that's why you have me here. Um, yeah. But, oh, it was while we were talking about Thor, Love and Thunder, we managed to go on oh. a big ADHD thing. Oh yeah. Started talking about yes, it's <laughs> yeah. Cause, I cause don't like, get it because like if you are if you are the kind of guy that's being misogynist, chances are you're probably straight. Not saying that gay people aren't misogynist. In fact, that's kind of a big problem. It's, um, it's a statistical <laughs> game. Yeah, um, but um, the, uh, if if you like women and you wish to view them as nothing but sexual objects, and you get mad at uh, seeing them as developed people, first, go to therapy. But second, then why are you upset that they were twerking? You got yeah. to see ass thrown. It's like I'm starting to Wh- think it's just the existence of women in general that pisses you off. Yeah. It's almost like you can't get any, and you're mad at the constant <laughs> reminder of what you don't have. I think that's so, it. I, I think, I don't know, I think maybe, you are remarkably maybe. close to exactly what they're, <laughs> what they're going through. They're incels. That's the problem. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I quite liked that scene. That was very funny. Um, no pussy for me? No pussy <laughs> for me! <laughs> uh, that was a lot of fun. And I love the, I would kill for you, Megan the Stallion. And, and she says, dial it back. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, sorry, I saw something else in cell related uh, the other day, which was mm-hmm. wild. And it was it was this guy going off on a rant about how women aren't wearing bras anymore. And he's like, I could see their nipples poking through the thin fabrics of their uh, of their clothing, and, and mm-hmm. it's so uh, distracting. It, it's it's like I can't even remember what his like feigned complaint was. It he was just like. He was getting mad at the potential of seeing boobs in the yeah, wild. What? Yeah, why are you and I'm upset like, about this? I'm like, <laughs> hey, dude, shut the fuck up. I want to see booba. Uh, I saw that tweet. I think I liked it. <laughs> you did. I, I remember this now. Um, yeah, that was fun. Um, okay. 
where, where are we? Okay, let's let's go let's go episode five uh, B plot with Pug and Nikki. Um, I he oh, yeah. was so funny in this episode. Like he he ramped it up where he's going. My boy Alonzo <laughs> sent me here to get the superhero stuff. Goes, no, yeah. no, no, you don't understand. My boy Alonzo. <laughs> this is the way he kept saying it. it was so funny. Him, He's got him, this kind of goofy grin. Oh, I love that him, guy. Him wearing an Avenger shirt and holding a little plastic hammer uh, with a baseball cap was one of the funniest fucking images. And to me. and a and a Captain America shield that was colored wrong. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was so good. Oh yeah, I liked how they were like, "You don't like Avengers? We have Avengers." And she's like, "Oh, with an eye." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, um, they that was so much fun. That that um clothing designer, I uh, immediately love him. Uh, oh, he's really fucking. I understand it's just the typical queer eye style um fashion designer, <laughs> but I love that trope. So yeah, it he's it's giving, he's the it, Edna he's the Edna mode. God damn Jordan, <laughs> shit! I was literally in the middle of saying he's giving Edna mode and. <laughs> Cut me off. <laughs> oh, I love him. He's so good. <laughs> and where where the hit first he's like, No, this is a waste of my time and talents. You need to get out. And then they show that she needs something that can fit her when she's small and when she's big. And I also love her description as impish. That cracked me up. Um because that is okay, perfect. True. Like when she does that smile that she does, like yeah, impish is exactly the right word. <laughs> yes, uh, and and then he's like, you know, Tinsley, get the whatever stretching fabric or whatever. We're going to need a lot of fabric. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, I love him. And then uh, the yellow daredevil helmet. And they did the they did the daredevil helmet. Does client confidentiality mean nothing to you? Brilliant, so, and it's got a little four pickup uh, tag on the on the the lid. That was so. Fun. Um, I think a long, long time ago, you and <laughs> I, you and I collaborated on the Daredevil episode. Was yep, that our that was, first? That was our first collab. That was my first appearance on on uh, Cape Corn. Yeah. So um, that was back I, when I tried. <laughs> I was. Dude, I was fucking prepared. I had researched it. I had found those old episodes of the Spider-Man animated series that Daredevil in it. I had like looked up his entire comic book lore. I'd like gone through every Wikipedia page I could find. I was, I was ready. I, I, I appreciate it. You don't have to do that every week, though. <laughs> no, I well, I stopped after like three of those. Yeah. The, then um, I was just like, yeah, I think I know enough. About this character to, to wing it, <laughs> but um, uh, I think in that episode, it was probably me uh, because you're more open for shit. I think I probably was like, yeah, I don't need to see the yellow suit <laughs> in live action. I think you did, yeah. And it's like as if Marvel heard me and was like, oh, <laughs> oh, bet, all right, all right, well, fuck you then. Here you and go. So now we're we're getting the yellow suit, and I'm just here like. I All think right. it looks pretty cool based on the the one appearance in the trailer. I think I don't. Cool. I think it looks like mustard, but I'll, I'll <laughs> deal with it. Um, 
Um, so, of course, uh, I've already seen people saying this decanonizes Daredevil because Melvin is supposed to make his suits. And it's like, no. Firstly, we don't know what happened to Melvin. I think he got arrested in season three and it's been like eight years. Who knows? Um, who knows if he even still works with Melvin? Also, it's entirely possible that this is also kind of a uh, a superhero gear, I guess, trafficking uh, Melvin as well. Melvin could really work for these guys. Like we, he could, and and it could just be, know. and it could just be Daredevil's. Like I got to do something in L.A. I can't pack the Daredevil suit on a plane, so I'm gonna send it through this, you know, uh, you know, underground superhero uh, costume shop, and they will, they'll be able to give it to me there. That's also entirely possible. True. Uh, so, again, it's it's the it's the difference between conflicting information, and lack of information. We right. don't know what the deal is yet, but these guys are so fucking eager. It's like uh, I understand not liking certain series that fall under the MCU umbrella. Yeah, but you are constantly trying to gaslight yourself and others into thinking that every little fucking thing decanonizes these shows that you don't like. Guess what? Nobody likes Inhumans, but it's probably still canon. Yeah, as uh, far as we know, it's still canon. No, uh, I I didn't like uh, Thor 2, but that's canon. Yep. Uh, I <laughs> fucking The Runaways has an entire villain team that has never been acknowledged by the Avengers or anything. Yeah. Yeah. But it it just exists in a different area of the world. Okay. Right. I, I need people to understand that not everything happens in New York and not <laughs> everything that happens in New York is known by every New Yorker. Yeah. Unless something is made a map public news, you probably wouldn't see the average person like, of course someone's not gonna be like, bro, did you know that the Defenders uh, like, were fighting in like Dragonbone Catacombs underneath this fucking Dragonbone Catacombs that nobody knows about and also nobody ever publicly announced the Defenders No, you're not yeah, gonna hear that Yeah, all anyone mentioned. knows that happened there is a skyscraper fell down it's entirely probably, possible that two hours after the footage cuts, Iron Man comes to check out what happened. It's like, I don't know. Yeah. You don't need to see it. That, yeah. That's my favorite example is people keep saying, like, well, no one mentions the Inhumans. It's like, for all you know, 15 minutes before Civil War starts, Cap gives a long speech about the Inhumans. <laughs> you don't know. Anything could be like, happening off screen. Like, I, I have to bring it back to comics you you guys think that you care so much about these comic book based properties but you don't you're looking for something to bitch about because if you cared about comic book based properties it would be because you cared about comic books and if you Mm -hmm. cared about comic books that much then you would know it's a very regular thing in comic books for different series with very different um tones and genres to simultaneously exist within the same world and sometimes they just don't 
fucking acknowledge each other's existence. Yeah. Like, uh, like, okay, I'm sure nobody is ever going to acknowledge that time when Superman was two guys and electric. But, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. And yes, I'm aware that they've gone through like two universe reboots since then, but shut the fuck up. The, the point is that like sometimes some shit happens and it's canon to the story, but it has nothing to do with this other story that someone's trying to tell set in the same world. So of course they don't fucking talk about it because then every fucking movie is going to be a checklist of, okay, did we reference Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? All right, did we reference the Defenders? Okay, did we reference fucking Cloak and Dagger? All right, did we reference... uh, And nobody wants that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, people keep expecting, like, uh, Avengers Infinity War to open with someone saying... All right. Does anyone know where Daisy Johnson is? It's like, I don't, who they the don't, fuck is Daisy Johnson? They don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, but yeah. So like, if the next episode, like Daredevil, says that like this guy has always made his suits, or he's always had a yellow one, then sure, you've got a contradiction. But that's not going to happen. So the show is still canon. Yeah. Like, if if they were planning on rebooting uh, Daredevil and decanonizing the previous show, um, first of all, uh, I, I would say that it, it would be a good idea to introduce the yellow suit here because the yellow suit is the first costume he got in comics. But mm-hmm. on the other side of things... It would also be a terribly bad idea to continue using the same actors from the same actor show. and the same suit with a paint job. It's the same that, material. It's the same exact shape. It's got the same grooves in the same places. The little buckles, and, individual buttons, and the same kingpin. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, the same suit, and so that's why. Because people are like, "Well, why is it yellow?" It's like. I mean, in season three, a villain tarnished the reputation of the red one. So, maybe that's why. Are we literally doing a fucking... uh, I'm not the arrow, I'm the green arrow. That's entirely possible. And it would be very funny to me. I will stab myself with a fork. That is... That would be very funny if that's what they're doing. Um, Yeah, it, it... it strikes me that it is more likely than not that the show will remain canon and they're just not gonna reference super specific things so that you don't have to go rewatch three seasons of Daredevil or watch it for the first time if you haven't. Um, it'll be enough info that it's like, okay, I can just roll with this guy. But I don't think they're gonna contradict the series. They might, yeah. but I don't think they're gonna. I... Look, I stopped watching the Marvel Netflix stuff after Defenders. Oh, you never saw season three? No. Yeah, so, uh, spoilers for season three of Daredevil. Um, Bullseye gets a hold of the Daredevil suit and spends, like, most of the season in it fucking shit up. So it's like, 
okay, I think he might need a rebranding. <laughs> he might need a little a little switch up after that. Do you think that he's going to wear the fucking boxing trunks over the suit? I don't think so. <laughs> it would be funny, but I don't think so. Um, you, no, you know what they'll probably do? They'll probably just be like, uh, he asked uh, the fucking gay guy to... Uh, to stitch the fabric of his father's uh, boxing trunks into the lining of the suit or some shit. Sure. Um, you know what I'm really hoping is that when he shows up, we have She-Hulk just look right into the camera and goes, yes, that one. The same one. <laughs> I just, that's all I want. Um, I, do, I do like her fourth wall breaks. First of all, people trying awesome. to be like, she stole Deadpool's shtick. No, yeah, fuck she off. <laughs> she did it first. She did idiot. it first. Um, <laughs> but also, even if she did, so fucking what? It's not like Deadpool is the only fourth wall breaking character in fiction. Fucking yeah. uh, Dr. Fate just did it recently uh, with Wally West. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh, and fucking ambush buggy. Do you want to talk about someone copying off Deadpool? Um, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I, I love her fourth wall breaks. I really liked um, uh, when she was like, oh yeah, we got Wong back from this episode. Yep. It's always really good whenever uh, we get him in. It's like giving the show Twitter armor for a week. Yeah, that was great. My, my favorite one was when she gets the court papers and she turns to the camera and she goes, that's a real bummer way to end this episode. I bet there's a fun tag. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite one. Yeah. Uh, the only one that like bothered me, and it didn't bother me for the reasons that it, like some people get bothered by these, um, is when uh, she talked about uh, the show not being a cameo uh, episode yes. every week, <laughs> and it's literally just because she took her eyes off the road and it gave me angina. That's fair enough. Please pay attention to where you're driving, ma'am. Yeah, seriously. In conclusion, um, She-Hulk is great, uh, and 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 I love it, and I'm gonna keep loving it. I don't care what you say, Twitter. <laughs> I'm gonna keep loving this show. We, we've we've had girlfriends, so uh, <laughs> we're fine with it. <laughs> That's fun. I'm I'm entertained. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, Honestly, though, that's kind of part of it. Is it's like, yeah, yeah, I care about I care about women and how they see the world sometimes, and so, you know, I'm cool with yeah, this stuff. I, I will I will put my natural inclination to mock people aside for a second, and I will legitimately say that men are raised with this expectation that they are to treat women as though they are a completely different species. And yes. as a, as a result, it causes us to unfortunately develop the same symptoms of, I don't know, say a nation who dehumanizes uh, Middle Eastern people. Let's let's <laughs> use as an example. Just in a in a hypothetical example that couldn't exist in the real world. It it causes you to be incredibly bigoted because you've been raised to not think of these people as people. Right. And and in the terms of men and women. 
um, very obvious issues that could be solved with just thinking of things from the other person's perspective cannot be resolved in this way because you don't think of them as having a perspective. You think of them more as robots that follow a specific <laughs> set of rules. That's why there are men who sell books that say things like, these are the rules of how to deal with women, which if you think about it for <sighs> two seconds, cannot make sense because every woman is different from each yep. other. Yep. Some line or some treatment that will work on one woman will not work on another. You And yep. it literally, like, even things that you think are so general, like such blanket things that should be able to apply to every woman, like every woman likes getting flowers on their date, except for the one that's allergic to those flowers. I was about to say, <laughs> some people are allergic so, to shit. So, so when you finally do get a girlfriend, <laughs> a lot of times it is kind of a mind blowing experience where you see this other person as an actual human being and it makes you realize that a lot of the things that you were brought up being told were just wrong. You know, so, speaking of um, just being trained by culture, um, this is my favorite kind of realization that I've had recently. I saw a post that said, if you had a show come out today where a blind girl wins 90% of all the, or I think they just said a disabled girl, wins like 90% of all the fights that she's in and also teaches the male protagonist a solid fourth of his fighting skill set. Um, it's like they would call it woke SJW garbage. And it says, anyway, her name is Toph Bayfon. Yeah. Um, and, and a whole bunch of people were like, well, no, it's because Toph was written well. And I'm like, it's the same. Yeah. She's so written are... exactly the same as any strong woman today. It's just that since then, y'all have been trained to hate that. And it's, yeah. and it's because it became a culture war, because right-wing pundits on the internet decided that this was a good way to rile up anger in young, typically white men. And, um, you know, it's, I think it's that, no, there is no difference between the way that you're, you know, thinking of an example i guess she hulk but any example uh captain marvel is is written as opposed to like toff bayfon and it's like there's really not much of a difference here this is just a powerful woman doing powerful things and it's just that you have a nostalgia for the time before you were taught to hate that so yeah, it's like not you, you you look back and see it wonderful but it's no it's the same thing it's not the... to not to go all back in my day, but <laughs> I don't I don't think some younger people realize right now that the 2000s and the 2010s were so incredibly formative for social progress. Mm -hmm. um, everything from racism to sexism um, to homophobia, it was all being tackled by yep. media. Yep. We were all collectively like the Internet came uh into mainstream and people were using it to come together and be like all right can we agree that this bigotry shit is fucked up and it's bullshit and it makes no sense and our media was reflecting it it was reflecting the collective cultural consciousness that we need to start treating other people like human beings and so we started getting more strong women in media 
and mm-hmm. we started getting more gay people treated like actual people in media and we started getting more uh black people and more asian people and more everything that's not white in media and it was wonderful the progress that we were making was astounding but following 2016 and a rise of celebrated bigots and then a comparative um allowance of that rise in bigotry by people who claim to champion progress but are like well it's not affecting me directly so i guess they deserve to have a voice saying this horrible shit right so it was it was a combination of that rising negativity and complacent neutrality from two different parties that caused a third party that was trying in those past 20 years so hard to achieve progress to suddenly lose a bunch of the progress that was made. We're now right back to women can't have abortions. We're now right back to treating every trans person as though they are a criminal on site. And if you're gay and you're, um, you're not supporting your trans friends, they're coming for you next. Yeah, it's yeah. it's always a cascade of things. It's like each of these... The people who have an interest in reversing progress are not going to stop with the most recent one. They're going to they're gonna keep going. Yeah. Um, so so I, I want any potential Gen Z listener out there to understand that... Um, us millennials, we we weren't we weren't like arrogant. We weren't thinking that we were uh, better or that we had some sort of moral superiority. We weren't um, like because I've seen a lot of Gen Z people seem to have this idea that millennials are your enemies. Yeah. And yeah. I promise you we're not. It's that the generations that came before us, we were on the receiving end of their trauma. And a lot of it was based in bigotry. And we decided to fight for a better world. And now that better world is being taken away. And you are simultaneously being told that it's our fault. Um, it's not. And I, I want you... Because it, it is it is counterculture to the counterculture. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean to say is the natural culture is to say that you should feel superior to X, Y, and Z type of people. And counterculture was us coming in and saying, no, every person is a person. Yep. And we need to start treating people based on their individual actions, not based on whatever labels they have. But then as that started rising in popularity and that started becoming more and more close to the natural culture, then the counterculture became, no, actually we should be racist and we should be sexist and we should literally murder people on the street because uh, we're afraid of equality. And so now because that's counterculture and some of you kids are growing up in it, you're thinking, oh yeah, that's the cool thing to be. It's not. We are the original rebels. I promise you, it's just, it's just that we came really close to achieving our dream and they couldn't allow that to happen. Mm -hmm. 
but yeah, it's 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 been very frustrating to see people just forget that it used to be very normal to see a woman doing cool things. Yes. And now it's controversial to see a woman doing cool things. And it should We're be. we're right back to the nineties. It yeah, it just shouldn't be. Anyway, yeah. all this to say, She Hulk is awesome. <laughs> I can't wait to see where it's going. I don't know if Daredevil's showing up in the next episode or not, or if he's going to be later on, but I can't wait to see their dynamic. Um, oh, yeah, keep... it never even occurred to me that they're two lawyers. Holy shit. Yeah, that's going to be great. Wow, I'm really late with that. <laughs> um, I, I'm thrilled. Uh, people keep whining. Oh, they're going to ruin. Firstly, okay. I keep. I was like gonna end the episode, and then I was like, "Shit!" I got on another one of those. The internet is dumb. Mind tra- mind uh, tracks, which was that people keep saying, "Oh, they're gonna ruin Daredevil. They're gonna make him jokey and MCUified." I'm like, he told jokes. Fuck you. He told a couple of really funny jokes. In fact, in in his series in the Netflix stuff. My favorite was when someone says, cut the shit, Murdoch. We've got you as the witness to a crime. And he just goes, a witness? Would you like me to describe how it sounded, detective? And it's just, yeah, that's funny. He's a funny guy. Um, there's also um, a deal where, where someone, oh, I think it's Jessica Jones is asking him about his apartment and how he affords it. And he says, well, you know, there's a big billboard across the street that would drive most people crazy. He goes, also, I help out my landlord from time to time. I track down tenants who are late on their rent and rough them up a little bit. And then he says, sorry, that's a bad joke. <laughs> it's just like, he's, he's funny. Yeah. I, I think people, um, again, being programmed by uh, the mainstream consciousness that they're like, I don't want to see jokes in my superhero movie. I yep. want them to be like that other superhero movie where a guy asks, what's your powers? And a guy says, I'm rich. <laughs> It's like, that's like, funny. Oh yeah, so, that's a pretty funny fun? response. Uh, I w- I was gonna say it was a bad joke, but it's fine. <laughs> I think it's pretty funny. I'm like, and it's a joke. It's it's like people are like, oh well, Snyder knows how to take it seriously. It's like Bruce Wayne tells jokes. <laughs> yeah. It also, like being okay, seriousness is fine for a movie when that is the focus. Guess what? We've had that. We've had that with things like Civil War or The Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. but I'm sorry if a character's personality is one where they tell jokes and they exist within that movie, they might still tell a joke or two, yep. but it's just not the focus of the movie. Now, it's actually bad writing if your character completely changes their personality based on which movie they're in. That's Batman. a good point. So, so um, yeah, I just know that Daredevil's going to say some you know, dry wit, sarcastic denied. remark, and and they're gonna go, they've ruined the character, where's my dark brooding daredevil? It's like, fuck yeah. you. <laughs> You're not paying yeah. attention. It's it's coming, that's for sure. Anyway, I'm I've I'm I'm done getting worked up about the internet. She Hulk is great. Uh do you, do you have anything uh any final thoughts? That man got Princess carried to bed, and then the next morning he left. What a fucking loser. What a loser, man. Um, also, I'm hungry, so. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Um, you can follow uh, Blue's podcast at Cape Corner 
on Twitter. Sometimes I show up over there. It's a lot of fun. You can follow this podcast at Fandom Optimists on Twitter. The whole account is nothing but good vibes and Twitter polls. And we are a member of the Hall of Pods podcast network. There will be a link in the description of this episode where you can find all of my amazing podcasting friends. Blue is one of them. Yeah. Until next time, y'all. Never apologize for loving your fandom and try to stay optimistic. I'll talk to you next week. We definitely didn't fulfill that mandate today. Oh, staying optimistic? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm always... Well, it's like I always say. And actually, I'll probably just leave this in because it it warrants occasionally repeating, is that the fandom optimism thing, the optimism applies to the content. I will come after stupid people. Oh, well, true. Yes. (laughs) I will come after stupid people, but I'm always as nice as I can be to the comment, to the content. I try never to like, you know, unnecessarily bash something or I I try to, to look at things in the most positive light that I can. But people, I don't yeah, have to be optimistic them. about people. About yeah. those internet people. Yeah. <laughs> Suck my dick, internet. <laughs> That's what we're closing on. All right, bye, everyone. <laughs> See ya.